Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good Neighbors, an actual play podcast of Monster of the Week. With our third arc complete and our first archive out of the way, we move on to our third interlude. With these next couple of episodes, we take a look back to the very first moments that our beloved characters encountered the weird, be it with monsters, magic, or both. open in a somewhat run-down recreation center, with its tiles bloated slightly by a recent flood. We see wear and tear in the process of being replaced by cheap mismatched materials. Furniture lifted from different stores in various conditions give the center an odd sense of coziness, like the clashing colors and styles are almost intentional. A pool table rests eternally mid-game, next to a TV where cables stretch out a window to siphon cable and electricity from an apartment complex next door. It's largely empty, save for a young Pacific Islander zonked on the couch with cotton balls tucked in her cheek. June, you have the house largely to yourself. Magpie is still recovering from her first round of oral surgery. Lefty is in the kitchen making mushy soups that Magpie can eat. Two Socks is out trying to sell psychedelics to pay for Magpie's next surgery since no one in the house has dental insurance. Uh, Juice and Loon are currently out on a little patrol since a couple of the neighborhood pets have recently disappeared. And the locals are a little distressed about that. What are you up to? Um, I'm going to go smoke some weed on the roof. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a, like a little fire escape set up for the, um, not, it's not really a fire escape. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah. a scaffolding that lays you to the, the, the roof. It is, uh, you know, damp as it rains all the time. You're in Constance. Uh, the outside appearance of the roof is not a big concern for everybody. There's like chairs and lawn chairs and stuff out here when people want to come do this, but otherwise, terribly isn't terribly decorated. You go ahead and take a little smoke. Um, I think I'm going to try and light my blunt magically. Uh, this is going to be before you encountered magic for the first okay, time. Pre yeah. pre magic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Then I will light my blunt regularly. <laughs> you you light your blunt? It's a good blunt. You guys know where to get your good stuff at this point. And are you just trying to have like a chill night? Uh, yeah, I think that's the plan. I'm not going to get up to anything uh, too, too crazy, uh, I think. Laying low. Smart, smart. Yeah, you guys have had a little bit of uh, uh, higher stress stuff going on lately. Uh, Juice lifted a, a Mott's Apple like delivery truck not terribly long ago, which is how they got their name. Uh, and uh, it's sitting in a garage like a couple doors down. But you guys have a healthy supply of apple juice, so that's cool. That is pretty dope. Uh, and while well, you're just relaxing, <laughs> having a good old smoke, uh, what is uh, what is June's sort of usual ritual when they try to get high? Um, I don't know if they necessarily have a a standard uh ritual. Um I think normally they would be getting high with like other members of the devils, but um people are busy. 
Uh, nothing wrong with hanging out by yourself. It's true. You should chew. That is unless there's an emergency. You hear the tires of a truck screeching down the way on, uh, on, the, on the way down the street. You can look from the top of the roof as you see Juice's truck, which is normally in, uh, you know, okay condition. Loon is a pretty good repair person. They don't care about the outside appearance. But you can see that its back left tire is scraping along the ground. Uh, as they are veering towards the, uh, uh, like, it's flat, and so, like, the axle is, like, sitting, resting against the ground. And they are uh, veering towards the house as they uh, very narrowly dodge the uh, the poles on the sort of chain-link fence outside as they skid across the concrete. Yeah, tires aren't meant to do that. What do you do? Um, I will climb down and see what's going on. For sure. Uh, you see uh, Juice and Loon uh, hop out of the car. Uh, Juice is looking rather distressed. Uh, you can see that they have their uh, jacket is is torn slightly, uh, and there's like a little bit of blood leaking from their shoulder. It's not too bad, but their uh, like jacket and shirt is kind of hanging open a little bit, uh, and you can see some more exposed flesh along their sides and kind of ribs. Um, <clears throat> you can see that Loon is okay. Uh, Loon seems to have been the driver at the time uh, when, when whatever happened went down uh, and they are just sweating buckets regardless uh, and they have blood on their clothes but that seems more from like holding uh, someone and that someone is Two Socks who is sitting in the truck bed right now wrapped in these like wool blankets uh, that are like tightly tied shut you can see that there's blood coming probably from their back because that seems to be where it's pooled and they don't seem to have any open wounds uh, on the front, there is blood spots, but it looks more like handprints, like uh, like Loon's bloody hands have been holding them at some point. Uh, and they are they are like hopping out of the car and they're like trying to like lift two socks out. Was this the the fucking cops? Juice pipes up and they uh, like lift their hand to cover over their uh, their arm and they uh, wipe some of the blood away and you see it looks like a scratch. Uh, as if they got hit with, like, a weird iron rake or something. And they say, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't fucking know, man. Something something was weird. Something was after him. Uh, and they uh, uh, start to try to lift Two Socks, and their arm, like, gives out from them, and Two Socks starts to, like, drop out of the truck bed uh, as Loon, who is very muscly but not, like, in the right position to hold them, starts to drop them, too. Jesus. Um, let's get him inside. Uh, you, you do so. The, the best they can do to approximate a gurney is taking one of the blankets and everyone takes a corner to just, like, kind of carry two sacks inside. Most of them looks okay. It's the back part of them that is, like, nastily carved up. And you can only really see that because of the blood welling underneath of them. Uh, they are clearly delirious. Uh, this is the first time we've seen two sacks. Do you want to describe what two sacks looks like? Um, Aside from I... being fucked up, of course. I don't have uh, a, a, a mental image of two socks. Uh, I... Okay. So, um, Fair enough. dealer's choice on two socks. Average height, average build, and a blurry <laughs> face. <laughs> uh, I imagine two socks as like like a really, really buff, uh, like uh, maybe 24, 25 Japanese dude. He's got like the nicest hair maybe on the team, like that kind of classic model-y quaff. Mm. Um. Uh, and uh, uh, does occasionally get like 
uh, is like capable of getting like modeling jobs here and there on the side, like that level. Just like an all-around like classic cool-looking person, and then they always have the classic uh, two weird like pepper design socks. That works for me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and you can uh, hear them as they are uh, being brought in. He says, uh, Please don't tell my dad. Uh, yeah, you must be real fucked up. All right, yeah. Uh, we're, we won't, we would not know how to tell your dad if we wanted to, my guy. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Uh, it, it would be weird to do so in the first place because Tusox doesn't hasn't lived with their parents in a very long time. Uh, they when they ran away from home to come stay with you guys, they pretty much cut off all connection there. Obviously, um, I'm gonna like look over my hooligan group of lost boys and be like, "Does anyone know? Like, do we cauterize this? Like, shit." <laughs> uh, I think back. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that everyone does right now is that they place two socks on the pool table, which is just a little too short. Uh, so like uh, his feet is hanging over are hanging over the side and not and propped up a little weird. They had to, of course, like I think in a weird panic, uh, Lefty uh, not knowing what to do, she like ties her hair up in a ponytail and she just like knocks all the pool balls into the holes uh, to like make some room. And uh, they set two socks down in this sort of awkward position. Uh, no one on the team has any real medical experience. They do a lot of like quick and dirty, like here's you got a cut on you. Uh, we'll wash it with a with like gin or something and and wrap it up. But otherwise, they don't really try to do a whole lot. But they kind of look to you as the current leader of the team for guidance. Yeah, yeah isn't that uh, isn't that fun? Um. <laughs> all right, let's. I, I remember seeing this in a John Wayne movie. Let's get him some whiskey, and we'll 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 get him a little bit drunk, and then I guess we'll cauterize the the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you hear like a weird moan from Magpie over in the corner, and Lefty go, uh, "Are you sure that's a, that's a smart move?" No, no, Magpie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I was just smoking uh, pot on the roof. I don't know what's going on. Uh, they are, uh, you can hear more of his, uh, uh, two socks is like delirium come out with a, wasn't my fault. I didn't, wasn't my fault. Loon, uh, go to the fishers and see if one of them is home and see if they can help. Uh, are you doing a little, uh, like a, that, what's it, fixer move? Um, I have... For the neighborhood, I marked out like key locations, mm, and because mm. they're willing to help us, um, okay, for being like good hooligans, uh, and so they are community organizers, uh, and their home is a safe place uh, for anyone and everyone. Um, one of them is a defense attorney, and one of them runs a food bank. They're a friendly neighborhood couple who occasionally like helps us out. For sure, uh, 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 yeah, for sure. Uh, Loon hops in the van, the the truck, and goes to like basically go pick him up uh, as fast as they can. And then, who else was with Two Socks? Uh, that would be Juice. Okay, 
they are currently like changing their uh like jacket and like trying to get out of like the ripped clothes so they can properly uh put something like a cloth onto their cuts. Um Lefty, stay with two socks for now. Juice sidebar. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh what the fuck? Uh is was this from another crew? Was this I, I didn't fucking I, see I need it, details. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and this is at a point in Juice's life before they kind of mellowed out and kind of got their head level, so they're just kind of, like, talking real fast and, and rambling a little bit. They say, uh, uh okay, so, uh, uh, Tusox, he was, you know, he was out, he, he said he was kind of a little, a little dubious about, uh, trying to see this guy to sell him a couple of shrooms, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the same time, like Magpie needs a surgery, so we can have to take a little bit of risk here and there. And you know, he was he was willing to go, and he he did it. Uh, but he was meeting them down at like this weird like uh, what's it? Uh, like a dock on the shore, like a, like a harbor house. But like no one's been there in a while. We didn't do a lot of background research on it because normally Magpie would be the one doing that. But yeah, you know, kind of had to make some calls. And eventually, Balloon and I were gonna go pick him up. Uh, we only were out for about maybe 20 minutes, not trying to, because, you know, we're not trying to really raise any suspicion or anything, having a car waiting out there. And we, when we get there, he's, he's running. And he's, he's, he's leaking, man. He's leaking all over the place. And he, he's, by the time he gets to the truck, he's basically crawling. We hop out to go pick him up and everything. As we, I kind of lift him into the truck bed, we hear this, like, low, like, like, like rumble, man. I don't know. And he's rumble uh, like an like an engine. No, I don't know how. Like, like some kind of animal, but I didn't see anything, man. Um. All right. Well. And he's like pale and and sweaty and like clearly shook. Look, I have some weed on the roof. Go take a hit. Chill out. Come back down when you're more put together. I don't want you freaking two socks out. Uh, maybe. 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 Oh, y'all at least go and take some air. Okay. And they they head up to the to the roof and are, we can kind of see them through a window or, or as the camera pans up a little bit just like pacing and kind of running their hands through their hair and, you know, like bending over and breathing heavy and stuff. We see Lefty in, inside is like holding two socks' hand. He's not gripping back. Like his hand is pretty limp. And, and uh, like low, like no energy is there, and she is tightly, well, like sitting over him, really concerned. Um, what are, what are we gonna do here? We'll see if John or David can help, but uh, yeah, I mean, at, at least we should try and get some bandages on there. Okay, okay. Um, uh, and sh- uh, she like runs off, and you can hear like the in. It's like the sort of like box, cardboard boxes that are sitting in the corner. She's like rifling through them real fast. And uh, not a couple of minutes later, we hear another screeching. As again, they did. Bloom didn't fix the tire beforehand; didn't change it out. Uh, so we hear that screeching as uh, uh, John and David Fisher hop out. Uh, they ha- they brought with them uh, like a first aid kit and uh, uh, some other like basic like painkillers and things like that to to help. Uh, but so far, they they also are not doctors. They are they have their like cell phones out and they're trying to make some calls. But uh, people at the moment don't seem to be picking up. But uh, John and uh, Dave have, at the very least, 
like some gauze and things to start like you know staunching the bleeding a little bit when in doubt call a more responsible adult uh uh, you can see that uh, John uh, immediately is sitting over uh, uh, Two Socks, like gently trying to rotate him a little bit with the help of Loon, because uh, Loon's pretty beefy too, uh, to observe like the level of damage and if this is like really serviceable. Uh, and John uh, has not, it's not like a, a medical professional, but they can make some decent calls when things are like really, really bad. And they say, <clears throat> Guys, I know this isn't the best outcome, but uh, we might need to just suck it up and take him to the hospital. That's bone right there. Uh, and you know for a fact that Two Socks Head doesn't have medical insurance. He's going to be on a lot of debt after this. Yeah, none of us do. Um, because the is, healthcare is, system's a fucking nightmare. Okay, is is there like a community, like? you know thing we can take him to like like uh, I don't know that isn't gonna like ruin his life we can set him up with a place that does installment payments at a better rate with no interest um, but there's no universe in which this isn't a really expensive thing we can start crowdfunding for him uh, maybe uh, you know Dave said he found like a new website that starts doing that started doing that. A lot of people are actually starting to get healthcare that way. It's, um, it's depressing, but it's been effective. We can at the very least try to start getting some support that way. Maybe if we kind of have some sort of story for what happened here, especially this is some kind of tragedy. I mean, it looks like it, but you know, people are more sympathetic if it's like a, a genuine accident or if it's entertaining, sadly enough. And he gives a sort of like grim, gaunt look at that thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we got to take him to a hospital, like better alive and broke than uh, you know, dead. Uh, two socks. Uh, I think is looks like takes your hand and looks maybe more awake than they have been the entire time. And there he goes. They're not. They're not gonna believe you. You know, that fucking thing. Claws. Claws as big as knives. I'm gonna, like, grab two socks and be like, what What did this? Give me a little investigative mystery. Me. Machi, machi. Um, that is a seven plus... I think I upped this. Investigative mystery. Well, let's, let's count it as whatever it naturally was, because this is in the past. Okay. Uh, then it is just a seven. Alrighty. Uh, on a seven, you still hold one, so that's not nothing. Uh, you can get a what happened here, what sort of creature is it, what can it do, what can hurt it, What? where did it go, what was it going to do, and what is being concealed here? Uh, I'm going to say, what sort of creature is it? Uh, for sure. Uh, uh, I think by looking at it, even prior to, you could tell that this wasn't like uh, Two Socks fell on a fence or something, or like he was shot. Um, this is like scrapes. These are these long cuts uh, that are jagged and rough, uh, and some are deeper than others. And Two Socks is, is uh, talking all funny, and he's saying, "Yeah, it's skin like a football. Like it's bumpy. Didn't have no fur. 
and had little knives on its hand. It pulled real hard, and I felt like this hot, hot breath. I don't know. When it rumbled, that shit ain't natural. And people have always said weird stuff goes on in Constance. It has a lot, there's a lot of rumors around town about just like any weird number of things. There are sewer gators. That's just a fact of life in here. And there are, you know, gators that live in the swamps and things like that. And that that sounds like the most approximate explanation for what he's saying. But based on the sheer, like, damage that was done to him, and the fact that he wasn't, like, bitten at all, like, nothing, no part of him was taken off. It was, like, it looked more like an intent to kill than to eat. And I think you can guess that this is something supernatural, something reptilian, and something strange. And... Though all that concept seems foreign to you, may have seemed foreign to you before, or at the very least may have been like, ha ha ha, very funny. Uh, like, this is not, this is an unnatural occurrence. There's no way something normal did this. Um, I am going to send, uh, I know like Magpie is recovering, but I'm going to tell Magpie to like go with Two Socks and. Uh, John and Dave and uh, as soon as they leave I'm going to like rally everyone for sure uh, Magpie uh, pops a couple ibuprofen uh, and acetaminophen and they uh, get in the uh, uh, they I think I think uh, they, they bite the bullet and, and John calls it uh, uh, an ambulance to take them away and uh, uh, yeah and you know uh, relatively that two socks should maybe be safe at this point or the very least will be in good hands enough that like there's nothing better you could do yeah and the gang has uh, all come together and you can see now that uh, juice has had a a bit to calm down uh, they are pissed Uh, they are like fuming mad and they've like picked up one of like the baseball bats that they put nails through and are like they're like clenching it with their their hands. You can hear like the leather in their gloves, like kind of stretch a little bit. Uh, Lefty is trying to be like, "Hey, relax. You know, it's gonna be okay. Got to be smart about this." Uh, and Loon is uh, sitting there. Uh, I think they have like some maps out where the the area that they were in and uh, like a local wildlife book out because he's he's maybe like the kind of the brainy person on the team. Um, all right, like, we, we gotta go get this fucker. Um, if it is some sort of alligator or fucking bear or, you know, something weird that we've never heard of, uh, like, we gotta go deal with it. Uh, If it hurt two socks, it could hurt someone else. And, uh, you know, we gotta do it for two socks. Exactly. No, ain't nothing's gonna fuck with one of ours. And Juice starts like pacing around again, has kind of like re- removed themselves from from Lefty's hand. And he he says, uh, <clears throat> "I don't care if it's an animal or a, a psychopath. We're gonna beat this fucker." And has like taken like, a couple practice swings with the bat. Uh, and uh, I think Loon has has like one of the few guns that you have on the team. All right, everyone. Uh... Get your gear and uh, meet outside in two minutes. 
Loon, uh, Thunder Pipes up. What if it's, um... At what point do we decide, like, we have to cut and run and cut our losses? Uh, I think we will know that time when it happens. Okay. Sure. Yikes. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Loon is out, is probably the first outside and is swapping out the tires. It is an uneven tire because it's like a like a donut, but mm-hmm. it'll service you to get there. And uh, do you say anything right before you head off towards the the, the docks? Uh, I, I think uh, I'll say something once we get to the docks. Okay, then uh, you guys hop into your uh, truck. And uh, you speed off towards whatever the fuck this was. And we're going to go ahead and cut away. We open now in what is clearly a high school gym. The bleachers have, have been put away and covered with canvas curtains. Plastic tables have been set out with claws placed over them. A handful of people wait at tables with a few tchotchkes and antiques in hand, but overall, the room is mostly empty. The cameras do not face the audience to disguise this fact. Cassius, how long have you been in the television psychic game at this point? Oh, God. Uh, I think... Oh, this, be, this is supposed to be in a weird position of having to gauge how many seasons the show are in. <laughs> oh, God. How long do I think they could... I'd say probably three or four seasons. But I imagine that... Uh, because it's like a season... He has to film a lot more than actually gets put on TV. Okay. So he's probably been doing this for a few years at this point. It just takes so long to film and then cut down into an interesting show. For sure. Uh, okay. Uh, the uh, uh, the crew have set up around you. Uh, the few fans that are left are like your dedicated fans. You know they're never leaving you. Uh, the uh, director is sitting in their chair at this point, kind of making calls, telling people to move around to get better angles and what have you. Uh, and they uh, uh, open the show. They You hear the clack, uh, and you hear rolling. And uh, how do you open for everybody at, at this point, at this late in the game? Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, it's time for Antiques Horror Show. Uh, the show where I take a look at your uh, garbage and tell you how many ghosts you got. Um, a couple people behind uh, in, in behind the cameras you hear go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we started the pregame a little early this time. We're going great. Uh, let's get the first contestant up here and uh, see if they got any ghoulies. Uh, is this like older, little older than middle-aged Greek fellow introduces himself as Jason Miklos, and he hands you this the like this like fleece. It's like the softest fleece you've ever felt. It's very nice. Uh, you know, seems pretty sturdy, very durable. Uh, it's well maintained. It has like a sunbursty golden yellow coloration, little hippie kind of deal. Uh, and it feels pretty, and it's very nice, but maybe not what you'd expect on like uh you know the horror show. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh! This is a uh, this is an interesting piece. Do you, do you care to tell us a little bit about the uh, history of this piece, where how it came to you? It'll uh, help me tune in my psychic, uh, uh, you know. Uh, just tell <laughs> tell me what you know about it. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, this is passed down to me by my grandmother, who was uh, an extraordinary woman. She ventured all across the world. She uh, was in a bunch of, you know, safaris. She was kind of an explorer in her day. Uh, she said that, you know, this thing, you know, kept her safe in the wild. She wore it all the time. It kept her warm. Uh, for some reason, animals, you know, didn't really bite her all that often. Uh, she never got sick from like bugs and what have you. It was just, you know, gave her really good luck. So I thought maybe there was something to it. Hmm. Interesting. 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 So, uh, let me, let me just, uh, can I touch it or is it, uh, is it going to disintegrate? instantly you know it's always oh no this thing's very very tough i i've i've run this thing over with my car it's it's pretty good uh why did you do that if you don't mind me asking Uh, it was an accident i left it on top of my car good good Uh, (laughs) it would be a very strange activity if you did it hey let me take a look at it uh yeah please (laughs) i would like to uh (laughs) god what should would this even be um what are you trying to do i don't even know uh can I take a look and try to read him? Like, see see how gullible he might be towards this, or if he's trying to cat like trip me up. Interesting. Okay. Um, like no mm-hmm. insights in this game, so maybe read that not. situation to see if there's like dangers I haven't noticed, quote unquote. Okay, let's try that. That seems fair. Yeah, we'll forever mourn the loss of the insight check. I mean, it, it, <laughs> the only reason my build works at all, so <laughs> I'm not going to be too sad about it. That's uh, You said read a bad situation, it'll be a nine. Yeah. Uh, a nine, okay. Uh, then you're going to get hold one. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? You know what? Let's say what's the most vulnerable to me in the sense of like, who should I be directing my uh, sort of deception to? Like, would it be my best guess to try to target him or like the audience or sort of the cameras? Probably the audience, I think, because you know that they will give you support pretty much no matter what you say. Uh, but because this is not really a horror item, you probably want to spin this in like a, it is a, like a, like a whoa, magic rather than like, mm. ooh, haunted kind of deal. Right, right. Well, you know, um, people, people, uh, people t- take these types of things, these heirlooms. They put a lot of personal, um, you know, energy into it. It's not so much uh, haunted. I'm getting a lot of resonance, a lot of, a lot of psychic resonance, but not, not a distinct personality. You know, and like sometimes when a creature dies, the energy of their death kind of gets disbanded into the universe around them, but it's still like entangled with their corpse. So, so when you interact with it in certain ways, like you know, to get the the fleece of it or whatever, you know, sometimes that energy gets latched onto the person. And if your 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 grandma seems like she would have been a lovely person, and like I said, his grandma. I was a lovely person. Uh, I'm sure that that attracted the sort of spirit of the animal, everybody. You know how there are spirits and everything. There, There's that sort of energy present here. So uh, I think what happened was um, there's sort of a, a disembodied energy latched onto his grandma and, and sort of uh, attached itself to her more positive attributes and enhanced them and allowed her to sort of... Uh, uh, empower herself beyond disease and such like that uh, and sort of made her a kindred to the type of animal that she was uh, latched onto you know what i mean that's a it's a it's something we see happen all the time it's low level magics it's subconscious magics you know is what we like to call it in the uh business i mean a manipulated person 
Oh, oh god. Okay, okay. So I was like, I rolled them both, and one of them landed on the table. One of them fell off, and the one that was on the table was a one. So I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, but the other one was a five, so that's six, and then plus two charm is nine. Math nine is okay. hard. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, they'll do it, which is like applaud you and approve and, and maybe try to make bids on it or something or tell you how valuable it is. However uh, the show works. <laughs> however the show works. It's a nebulous show. Yes, yeah, so uh, this season we'll do raffles. We'll do, why don't we auction it at the end? Whatever. It's, it's all meaningless. Uh, uh, we have to do something right now to prove that. Uh, so how do you prove it? Um... Uh, can I can I get a volunteer on stage? <laughs> Please, yeah. I, need, I need someone who's not been entangled with the uh, spirit of the of the sheeps yet. Okay, uh, and you get this like a uh, bright eyed like teenager, perfect. Who just like naive? Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> they they look like your classic like hello. My name's Melvin, kind of dude. Uh, yeah. Who runs up and is like hi? Awesome. I just want to say. Long time watcher, a first time speaker. Hi, I guess my Hi, name's man. Melvin. That I've said it now. <laughs> Good, yeah. Is there? Is uh, you're on TV, kids. You want to say hi to anybody while you're here, or, or we can just move on. Whatever you. Uh, I want to say uh, hi to my mom, my best friends. Uh, doing great. Thank All you. Right. All right, now Melvin, I can feel. I can feel immediately from your psychics that uh, you got some good energy and I think the the sheep's gonna latch onto you all right but uh I just need you to stand still and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the the fleece around you and uh, I need you to tell me uh, I'm gonna take the fleece and I'm like, gonna wrap him in it and we'll be like what do you feel do you feel do you feel warmth do you feel comfort and safety do you do you feel do all of those things warmth. yeah exactly. yeah so you see that's that's the uh, spirits that's that's those those energies I was talking about latching onto you you, do, do you feel the safety that I was talking about? I think so. I will, tell, tell me what you're thinking so far, Melvin. You're on stage. You're in front of all these people. You got this fleece on. How how you feel? Oh, I just want to say, I'm you know, I'm really happy to be here. It's, I know I've never actually got to see you in person before, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, it's, I guess I'm not, I, I'm less nervous to be on stage than I thought I was going to be. Did you hear that? He's less nervous than he thought he would be. See, these low-level magics, they don't, they're not going to change everything about your personality, but they're going to help in minor ways. It's little charms and things that affect your mood, your day-to-day -day life, your happiness. You say, he said he was happy when they got on here. He's, he's happy. He's safe. He's warm. And that's all the fleece. That's all, all that. He's comfortable there because of that. Right, people? Right, Melvin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear a woo, Melvin! <laughs> Off to the side, and it's clearly his mom. And a couple of people clap. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you can take your seat. I'll, I'll take the fleece back. But, but, but you all see the point of my uh, demonstration? Yeah, you get like a little resounding clap as Melvin hops off. And uh, yeah, absolutely. For sure, the people seem pretty enraptured by your performance here. Very good, very good. Uh, I would value this at uh, 20 ghouls. Yeah, 20 ghouls! <laughs> yes. It's a modest amount, but it is respectable. What a... What a it, it's like $20? Is that what that's worth? Like, <laughs> 20 ghouls uh, worth? The exchange rate is not uh, directly proportionate. Uh, we cannot <laughs> legally say that this is a quote-unquote appraisal, but we... <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of this show and uh, reality entertainment, quote-unquote, uh, 20 ghouls. 
<laughs> 20 gold. Uh, the Jason guy takes it and, like, hot, you know, gives you, like, a weird little bow and, and takes the, uh, uh, like, uh, I think they, like, leave it there for display purposes. Uh, mm. so that people can see it. And they kind of, like, B-roll. walk off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and next up is this, like, very old Scottish woman. She's got, like, that sort of, like, waterfall plume of hair, uh, that's very grayed now. Uh, she's wearing, like, a cable-knit sweater underneath a cardigan. Like, she looks like she'd be very, very hot. Uh, uh, and she brings up, like, this, uh, sort of, like, leather bag, and, uh, she unzips it, and out of it, she hands you, uh, this doll. She's looking really lovingly at it. It has this, uh, like, semi-brushed hair, like, Maybe she had tried tried to comb it before going in, before it went into the bag. Uh, it has clothes made out of rope. It has these like little black uh, like scrawlings on it that seem like unintelligible, uh, and it looks like it's slightly cracked in some areas. It's not porcelain, except you're not entirely sure what material this thing is made out of. Oh, wow, that is an alarming doll. Uh, <laughs> uh, please tell me about uh, this rare creature. She holds it like it's a baby and says, <clears throat> I thought I, that maybe I could connect with this one, but sometimes the stars don't align for you. I thought maybe I could help find her a happy home, so I brought her here so you could show her to the world. Oh, very, very good. Um, very, uh, 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 well, it seems right at home on our program. I've seen quite a few dolls in my time here. Uh, so I will say I'm, um, I don't say I'm an expert, but I, I'm quite well versed in the hauntings of dolls of the Annabelle's types. And, she gives you a uh, sage let, nod. Let me, let me uh, take a little closer look at this. Let me, let me inspect it. And, uh, I, I've got a really feel a vibe out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of dolls, there's a certain quality to them that uh, people tend to feel the energy off of them more. Uh, they said they tend to project energy onto them. That's not always there. So, you know, you really have to be careful and see what kind of energy you're putting into it versus whether it's actually giving you any energy. You know, you know what, I, every, every, what do we always say here on the Antiques Horror Show? It's all about the energies. So, uh, it's all about the energies you hear in the background. Because I guess you've always said that. Uh, yeah, sure. It's very catchy. <laughs> we sell t shirts. Go ahead. Look it up. Uh, let me take a look at this doll. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and she hands it to you. And uh, what, what are you doing with it immediately? I think the first thing he's looking for is like a tag or like some kind of th thing to give him info about its backstory that he could maybe pass off as like, oh, the spirits told me that it was created. You know what I mean? Just little details that he could try to pull uh, from it about its past or things that he could maybe riff off of. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, you inspect the sort of maybe underneath the rope and it seems like it's glued tight to her. Like it's, it's either that or like it is tied extremely tight to her in some way uh and uh there doesn't seem to be any sort of like maker's mark on here or at the very least if there was once it might have gotten scraped away or is covered by something on the doll uh like maybe it's uh it's underneath the rope or something but overall nothing would inform you of where this thing came from 
<laughs> Always a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything that seems particularly off that I might be able to like latch onto as like definitely haunted because it has a burn mark or something. Uh, it seems like it might have like a little bit of ash, like pits on here, like uh, like a long time ago. It touched something hot or was left on a radiator, or whatever. Uh, but the thing that really catches your eye is her eyes. You uh, finally uh, take a second to look uh, down at her face first, rather than looking for some sort of weird marking. You just try to look at her, and you stare into her eyes, and you see darkness. It feels like it's moving closer. It, like her eyes are expanding and filling your vision with the void. You feel distant from yourself. You feel like all the world around you has gone quiet. You can see camera flashes in the distance out of the corner of your eyes, but right now there's just her sitting there looking back at you. You can barely hear yourself think if you're even thinking at all. She doesn't move or anything, but she feels like she's getting closer. Like she wants to hug you or see you. What is running through Cassius's mind right now, and what's he doing? Uh, oh god, I... Um... I think Cassius is probably sort of, like, panicking of, like, what is going on. I think he's, like, trying to remember if he drank anything that might have been laced with anything. Like, I, I think his immediate thought is that, you know, he somehow got drugged or, like, uh, something else is going on. So I think he's going to try to, like, look around or, like, snap himself out of it, feel his pulse, something. Anything that he's sort of picked up on the road of, like... Uh, ways to sort of ground yourself if you're uh, dissociating or anything like that. Okay. Give me a little read about situation. Cool. Uh, ooh. Good rolls on this one. That's 10, 11. Uh, very good. Hold three. Uh, and you gain a plus one forward when act ongoing while acting on this while acting on this information. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? I assume the victims being you. Fair. Uh, let's start with... What's the... You said hold three? Yeah. Let's say, what's the biggest threat? Uh, the biggest threat, I think, is that something super weird is going on right now, and people are going to start asking questions of you soon, and you're going to need an explanation real soon. Uh... Otherwise, uh, people will start might start being suspicious of like the authenticity of your show. You might lose some followers uh, in that way. But <laughs> ironic, thing. ironic that the one time I'm having an actual like paranormal experience is when people are going to be like, "Hold on, I don't know if this one's real." <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> uh, people are crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, on. that's sort of the biggest threat to you because it'll put your financial situation in trouble. To be honest, she doesn't feel like a physical threat to you. Like she's endangering you in some way. But she feels unsettling, but not like a danger. If that makes any sense. Uh, let's say... Um, what is... Uh, let's start with... yeah. Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? <sighs> she... 
Hmm. As you're sitting there staring at her, I think you can... Uh, your mind has kind of started to wander a little bit. It kind of keeps getting away from you every now and again. Uh, you can start to see the you hear these like distant yells, these uh, scratchings here and there. Your eyes like hyper focus on certain parts of the room where there's like small scratches and things like that. Uh, and uh, I think there are dangers in that you haven't noticed, but you can't tell what they are. It's just that yes, there are, and they're in. They've been in here before. Something is wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. It's just a flat, are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Yes. Yes, but uh, excellent. So then what's my best way out? Leave. Uh, uh, if you, you'll be safe, quote unquote, if you run out of here. By out of here, do you mean the... out of this like metaphysical space or like out of the gym that the... Out of like the gym. Like if you had to get in your car and drive. Uh, I think... Okay, so but I do still have like sort of control of my body, even though I'm quote like quote unquote it, outside of myself. I still it might be numb yeah. or whatever, but I can still have agency, sort of. Yeah, imagine it like he's really drunk and like his reaction time is really slow, and you're cognizant, yeah. but everything feels really off. Uh, I think he's just gonna like slowly put the doll down, and uh, turn to the audience and say, um, uh. Well, um, uh, excuse, uh, well, (laughs) uh, I know I said oftentimes it takes, uh, a lot of effort to figure out if the energy is coming from the doll or if you're putting it into the doll. Uh, unfortunately for us, it seems as though this doll is exuding quite a lot of, uh, malicious, uh, 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 intent and, and, um, uh, I think for the safety of everyone involved, uh, uh, we we should um, uh, leave. I'm going to uh, uh, go and personally see um, uh, someone uh, about this. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 100 ghouls or something, um, and uh, <laughs> we should really leave. Uh, we should not find a new home for this doll, and... Uh, uh, the my advice in this particular case, if you're watching on the TVs, uh, in these horror movies, you know they always are like, oh, there's a scary doll and it's 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 doing bad stuff, but you never see him like throw it out or burn it or anything. So and I'm gonna turn to her and I'm gonna say, please burn this or throw it out or get rid of it because it is uh uh bad uh bad bad stuff. Uh, bye. <laughs> I'm just gonna like speed walk out. Uh, first, uh, give me a uh, let's get out of here roll, and you can take a plus one to it because uh, you did the really bad situation. Uh, and you, you can see the sort of like distraught, like, how could you say this about her? Like, this uh, older woman like seems to feel genuine love for this doll and feels insulted that you would say such. Mm. That's a 13. Uh, 13. Uh, the crowd... Uh, looks, uh, like, the the audience looks, like, genuinely convinced, and just immediately starts heading towards the door. The staff look very confused, because they have been in on the grift the whole time. And this seems very legitimate as you leave, so they think, okay, okay, to sell this bit, we also need to leave, and they start going as well to try and convince whoever was watching the audience, what have you, that this is a very real experience. And then everyone heads out. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to just like uh, bluff my way to the cameras as long as I need to, of like, you know, if, if they're following me out or whatever, just being like, uh, and and sometimes you gotta do this. Sometimes uh, the magic is really just too dangerous, and and you just don't want to touch it. Uh, a lot of the times, like uh, you know, uh, you know, kids and their Ouija boards and all that, all that nonsense. We just gotta be be safe for everyone and and not uh, engage with such entities if you can. Uh, and I'm gonna I imagine probably get to my car at this point and just kind of like close the door and stare straight ahead <laughs> as I like try to get my breathing under control. For sure, for sure. Uh, you, the world is not as blurry as it was. As the further you've gotten from her, you have kind of regained your senses a little bit better. And do you like drive off? Uh, I think he's probably just going to sort of like sit and he's. I think he's in that state where he like has the keys in his hand, but he's mm-hmm. just sort of staring out the windshield. Um, as he kind of like sure. processes what he uh, sort of just experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very good. I think the, uh, the you were being followed for a minute with one camera, like the one moving camera they had uh, before they turn it off. And the director, you can hear, is like outside being like, uh, Cassius. What the f- are you doing? Uh, we can't just leave the set. Uh, and you know, at the very least, you gotta tell us what's going on first. You gotta tell. You gotta warn us, Jesus. Um, and inside, we see the cam. We see from the perspective of like the pointed camera that normally faces the table at which Cassius normally sits at. And uh, we see uh, this older Scottish woman uh, pick up the doll, and she looks at it. And we see and hear her say, You saw him, didn't you? Good for you. And she walks off the screen. God, I hate it so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so clenched. I'm like... <laughs> uh, what is the sort of last thoughts of Cassius before we cut away and the kind of last actions? I don't even know. I think he's just going to be like... What just? What was that? Like, um, okay, I'm. I've got to go to a clinic or a doctor or something and see if I got spiked. Yeah, <laughs> we hear the uh, engine rev in your car and the uh, camera cuts to black. The truck pulls up to this sort of like marshy area, kind of on the southern coast, uh, where. Uh, it's largely abandoned. Like this might have been like a like a sort of a picnicy style park long ago, and it's just kind of fallen out of use. Uh, the trail has kind of overgrown. It's gotten pretty muddy. There's like a, a rotted, broken picnic table, uh, not terribly far down it. Uh, you are on like a like you know how in some trails have like gravel roads rather than like paved roads and such. It has, it's one of those that has obviously lost a lot of its gravel over time. It's kind of just rocky. Uh, so you can kind of like feel the bumps underneath you as the car pull, as the truck pulls up. And in the distance, you can see what uh, Juice and Loon were talking about, where it's like this old boathouse uh, where it's meant to like pull on uh, like little robots and things onto the shore. Uh, it's like this big kind of rot wood thing. Uh, you can't see inside. Uh, but it's it's moderately sized. It, it this would be like imagine like two or three sheds piled on top of each other. It's about how large it is. Um, and the place is like a ghost town because obviously no one has any reason to be here. Uh, 
uh, I guess apparently Tuzox is told this is a, is a pretty good private place to meet to, to, to deal. Uh, and uh, in a vaguely desperate financial situation, Tuzox agreed. <clears throat> and here you are. You can actually see on the ground, there's like little ripped up parts of the lawn uh, and a little bit of blood on the ground as well from where uh, Two Socks had lost it. But some of it, uh, like you feel like there should be more than there is given the state of, that Two Socks was in. Um, I'm going to tell everyone to go off in groups of two and to keep with their buddy. Okay. Uh, you can see that uh, Juice is like trying to like get in the zone a little bit and they uh, they start to pull out like a, a, a like a joint and Lefty takes it from them and says, what are you doing? We have to keep a level head about this. We're not going to end up like two socks, okay? We have to be smart. And she like taps her forehead and he like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm just, <sighs> let's do this. And pulls their bat out of like a baseball bag. Because at this point, they don't know yet that that's the secret. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Uh, and who do you go with? Who do you take with you? Uh, I think Juice and Lefty are, are dating, so they're probably going to stay together. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Loon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loon uh, kind of does the whole neck crack, gun cock scenario. What is June's weapon of choice at this point? Um, I'm not good at fighting people. Uh, so I, I guess uh, I'll, I'll take a crowbar. Cool, cool, cool. Do you have, like, any melee weapons on your sheet? Because that might just be one of those. Oh, I do have a big knife, uh, which I have labeled as a switchblade. Nice, nice. So uh, yeah. I, I guess that's in, like, my pocket as a backup. But I'll, I'll have a crowbar. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, and what's the sort of, like, walking order plan here? Do you try to send Juice and uh, Lefty into the boathouse? Do you want them to do like an environmental scout? Like look at the forest around you guys? What do you what are you thinking? Um, I think I'll send them to the back of the boathouse. We'll go in the front, and then once we clear the boathouse, we'll like search the surrounding area. Uh okay. Go ahead and give me a little read a bad situation. Sure. Uh that is a four. <clears throat> Uh, okay. On a four, you don't notice what's wrong. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming we're got... not marking experience for this because it's... No, you are, you are. Oh, we are? You are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's sort of like a... Because there's a sort of time gap between each mystery. Uh, this might have been accrued in the, main, in the, in the meantime. Like, whatever okay. move you picked up would be something like that. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the four of you uh, uh, split up to kind of surround the boathouse. Uh, you uh, get to, like, put your ear to the door. Uh, it's got, like, one of those sort of garage-style doors. It's like a big-ass thing. And the uh, sound of, like, the waves lapping up against the shore uh, kind of seemed to distract you, at least throw off your rhythm a little bit. As, it's, uh, as you just, it just occurs to you that, like, damn, it's windy. You can hear like this, like rustling of leaves and things that kind of puts everyone a little bit on edge. You can see, uh, like down, like if you look over the corner around the corner, you can see that uh, uh, lefties around the side 
And I think she has like a like a fucking machete or something that she's like holding high and ready to like slam down and whatever uh, runs into her. And I think uh, uh, she you can hear like a little oh as uh, uh, she has like accidentally nearly like killed like a snapping turtle that just was roaming around. Like as everyone's clearly super on edge and kind of ready to jump at like anything they see. But so far you don't see anything. No uh, immediate dangers that isn't just like a run-of-the-mill animal. What do you do? Um, I'll open the boathouse door and like kind of give Loon a look of like be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loon watches like a lot of uh, like like fight movies and like like Jason Bourne style, what have yous, uh, and does like the as soon as the door opens. Scan the area with his gun. Uh, and he honestly doesn't look too bad, but the building is empty. Except uh, you can hear there's like creaking on the floor, uh, but out of like a, the cracks in two of the floorboards, the wind has kicked up underneath it as the backside of the place is partially open, and the wind kicks up, and this like little card flies up from the floorboards. Uh, and is about to fly past you. A what? Like, card. C-A-R-D. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh... I grab it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you snatch it out of the air, uh, as there seems to be no immediate threat, uh, and it's one waterlogged, it's wet, it's kind of rotty, and, uh, you... It's like a little business card for the Eden's Last Tavern. Uh, it has, like, no other insignia. It's written in kind of, like, an oldie, old-timey script, like an old English, like, pompous-style text. Um, there's no address on it, uh, but it's clearly a business card, like, in terms of, like, its stock and shape and size. Uh, and it kind of starts to disintegrate a little bit in your hand because it's just so thoroughly waterlogged. Hmm. Weird. You start to hear this, uh, like, little creak of the floorboards. Unclear if it's just because the wind is picking up and the boathouse is shaking a little bit, or if it's uh, someone had stepped on something and they're not quite sure. I'll, uh, I'll enter. And, so. uh... I, I look back at Loon and, uh... I go, uh, wasps, very dangerous. You go first. What? Oh, it's, it's an Indiana Jones ref. Never mind. Got it. Yep, sorry. Yep. So my head's not in the game. Uh, uh, and Loon uh, starts to, like, step forward a little bit, and you can hear this intense creaking sound, and... Uh, there was a, a lighting fixture on the side of the wall that just crashes to the ground, and instantly Loon points the gun at it. Uh, glasses start to scatter everywhere, uh, and uh, uh, Juice and Lefty enter in from the other side and like are like ready to start swinging. And but otherwise, you don't see anything there. Um. Oh. Okay. You hear this low rumble. And it might be a motor, might be a growl. Like, it's not entirely clear. Here, little beastie beastie. I got a crowbar for ya. 
there is another creaking of the wood as one of the floorboards creaks longer and louder and louder and snaps. It cracks downwards, and you can see the mud below it as seemingly something went through it and pulled back out, and the wood cracks again. But again, you don't see anything. You can hear these like faint rumbles and these scratches now uh, as everyone's now on full alert. Uh, but there's no visible anything to trace. I'm, what do you I'm do? still going to take a swing. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Make me a, a kick some ass with a minus two. You, there's no enemy to see. Cool. So a minus three. Oh. Hey. Uh, oh, it's still not going to work. Um, I got a nine, but minus three. So a <laughs> six. Uh, go ahead and mark experience. Uh, very, very good. Then uh, a hard move. Uh, <clears throat> you take a swing at seemingly nothing uh, and instantly the wood around you uh, cracks all over the place. So you hear this you feel this hot breath screak across your face. It, you were pretty sure there was an unnatural creature before and you are my god certain now. Uh, you feel this tight pressure around your uh, left ankle you can start to feel it crack as you take a, a harm, as you can feel like something is gripping your ankle. Uh, Loon has like fired the gun. Lefty and Juice have like gone on the other side of your arms and are trying to pull you away. What do you do? Um, and what, what do you tell them to do also? Uh, shit. Uh, I am going to uh, motion for them to like get on this thing, and I'm gonna uh, reach for my knife and try and stab it. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, go ahead and make me another kick some ass. You still can't see it? Give me another, uh, uh, yeah. Do I still have a minus two if it's on top of me, even if I can't see it? Yeah, it's still a major issue if you can't see your enemy. Uh, we'll go ahead and make that a minus one. You can feel it, so sure. There's, there's something to go off of. Yeah, that's what I like. All right, I got a seven, so I just <laughs> barely <laughs> got it. All right, uh, good argument. Uh, very good. Uh, go ahead and you. What is the harm in a crowbar? I believe it is. We uh, Flint has one, and it is two harm iron. Yeah, uh, uh, you well, deal. I, yeah. I feel like I dropped the crowbar, so I, I said I was using my knife. So it's just one harm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You. See blood on your hands. It's red and it's hot. As you stab downwards, uh, your coat is discolored with this like crimsony, muddy ichor across your hand, and it's so visible to you. There is so clearly something here, uh, and it had its hand on your leg before, and you can feel it crack, and your left leg is broken for sure. Uh, as uh, it deals uh, too harm to you. Now that it's gotten like a firm grasp on you. Uh, and the rest of the team is doing their best to like descend upon it. And you can see that uh, Juice and uh, Lefty have connected with something. But Loon was afraid to shoot someone. And and missed pretty thoroughly. Okay. Um, is anyone else hurt? I think uh, uh, you can tell that... Uh, uh, Juice and Lefty as also being melee fighters in this scenario 
have gotten scratched, but they're not in the same position as you are right now. Um, I'm going to uh, tell everyone to head for the car. And okay. uh, yeah, I'm going to yell out, y'all head for the car. Loon. Oh, I guess what? What do I do? Maltov will bring the building down on this bitch. Uh, absolutely. And and I'm going to try and head for a different exit from everyone else. Give me a act under pressure. This is more than just running away. This is running away with a broken leg. So I'm going to say minus one here. Act under pressure is cool. Yeah. Uh, a seven. Seven. Uh, okay. Uh, worst oh, wait, outcome, no, hard choice. An eight, but I guess that's the same. Yeah. Worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Uh, you. Uh, it's going to take you some time to get out of here. Uh, the best uh, you can either stay behind. You could have like one of your allies stay with you, help you get out, and then have a better chance at killing the creature. But both of you would be at serious risk of genuine harm. Or uh, instead. Uh, get to escape and do less harm. Like, it will survive, but be permanently wounded. Um, in, the, I, in the fire. I am down to permanently wound this creature and make sure that all of my, my pals and I escape. Alrighty. Uh, very good. Then uh, Loon uh, uh, sees you and thinks, okay, they're okay. Rummages through their bag lights uh, uh, a Molotov that they have. They just kind of have ready to go. Uh, and they launch it at the building. Uh, as the two of you get outside, Loon and you together slam the sort of garage-style door shut, and you see it cave in or outwards, I guess, towards you guys with these, like, pierce like marks through it. Like, something went through the wood and, and, and plastic and metal to get closer to you guys, but it did get stuck for a moment. As the uh, two of you start to get out and get to the car, uh, uh, Lefty is driving. She's turned on the car. The engine revs. The lights turns on. What do you do? Uh, I want to watch out the back. I want to see this building burn. Uh, You do so. Uh, The gang gets in the car. The building burns. You can see that the uh, uh, door has uh, opened uh, a little bit. Leland, Leland. Uh, as yeah. I as I turn to watch, I want to like start drinking for for the pain in my leg. Hell yeah! Exactly. Uh, yeah, great, perfect. Uh, you uh, take a swig from your flask, and the fire uh, quickly knocks the building down as it is old and shitty in the first place. Uh, and as it starts to cave downwards, you see that the door rips open slightly, and at that very last second, uh, before you like have to like wrench yourself back in pain, uh, you see this, like, long reptilian hand stretch out from the door. You hear this low (laughs) come from afar, and the building collapses. Smoke rises and dust rises, and you can't see it anymore. But you know you saw something, and it looked nasty. Its name is Boots. And you guys uh, drive off. <sighs> and you, what do you, what do you do as you kind of pull up back to the, as you pull back up to the house? Everyone oh. is clearly rattled. 
And like no one has said a word on the ride home, I think, unless you have. But either way. Yeah, no, I think it was silent. I think I'm processing what I saw at the end there and like what we all experienced. Um, I do think like this night is the night where uh, like we talk about all of the weird things that have been happening lately with missing pets, with two socks, with this. Uh, I'm sure we've heard other rumors. I'm hurt. I'm sure we've heard, you know, old man Flint's rumors and absolutely rantings. And tonight is the night that we like stand around the table and form the neighborhood watch. Absolutely. The, uh, uh, the fishers show back up the, uh, uh, they tell you that, uh, He's going to be okay, that two socks is going to be okay, but he is like this kind of thing. He's not going to be able to do this anymore. He has some like genuine spinal damage from that encounter. Uh, you, uh, Magpie, uh, uh, has, has come back inside and she, uh, you have like a, a postal box where you guys kind of use like a pseudonym to get various, like when you order packages and stuff like that. Uh, and she comes in and she's still kind of a little muffled because she has like the cotton in her mouth. And she hands you uh, another card, just like the one you had before. Uh, and on it, underneath Eden's Last Tavern, uh, you see that sort of label, Drinking to Forget. Hmm. And, like, it's a question. Um, I think that's just something I'm going to tuck into my back pocket for now. For sure. Like, I'm, I'm curious that, like, what a coincidence, but, um, like, I have much more pressing things on my mind. For sure. Uh, uh, Dave has started making calls around for, like, fundraising for, uh, getting, like, they are saying it for, like, medical supplies for, uh, uh, underprivileged, uh, youth and whatnot so that people can, like, seek, get basic medical care where they don't have to go to a doctor. And it's doing a lot of, like, uh, let's get these supplies and these things and make these connections so that eventually you guys will be able to get on your feet and be ready, be supplied, be prepared for when you need to in an emergency that you don't understand. What is the sort of, uh, what is the sort of mission statement style? What is the sort of, uh, like, kind of rousing explanation you give to your team as they fully decide, like, this was this was hell that we just went through for maybe a couple minutes, but we have to keep doing it. Look, we we know that folks are scared right now. Uh, there is shit happening in this town that we do not understand. And we know that the powers that be, whether it be the mayor or the cops, they're not going to do shit for people like us or for people in our neighborhood. We gotta, we gotta look out for our own, even if it's just making sure people are getting home safe at night. You got it, boss. And I think we gotta do everything we can to learn more about what the fuck is out there. Working on it, says Loon, as they start, like, uh, making calls to, like, the local library. They're the only one with, like, a library card, and so they start making some calls. And uh, the team uh, nods at you firmly. They are shaken. They are nervous. They are cut and bleeding, but they're bandaged up a little bit now. But they are resolute. This is a thing they need to deal with. No one else is going to help but you guys. Uh, they 
they do the, what, what is your sort of, we're all in this together, do you guys do like a everyone hands in scenario, do you all do fist bumps, do you all light a blunt, what happens? <laughs> um, I think we, we pour some glasses, uh, for, for some liquor, and, um, I don't know if we have like a secret handshake or anything. Like we all have our cuts mm-hmm. uh, with our our symbols on it, um, and so like I think uh, like that we have a uniform. I don't think we necessarily need like a, a a handshake, but I think we raise a glass to two socks. You get a, a rousing to two socks. And uh, the image on the house as the new neighborhood watch has formed uh, begins to fade to black. We fade back in on Cassius Montgomery driving down the interstates. Uh, This is maybe, I think, a handful of hours after the experience with the doll. What are you what are you thinking? What is Cassius's plan moving forward? And has uh, he told the staff of the Antiques Horror Show where he's going? Uh I think he's trying to find like a medical center that will give him like a tox report or something. I think he I think he thinks he's been spiked with some kind of drug and he's like I think I don't think he's told the tech people because I think secretly he thinks that they did it because he was getting uh, tired of doing the show, so they thought it would spice up the content. Oh my so god! I think, I think he's like suspicious of them and like keeping them out of the loop because he's like those sons of bitches. <laughs> they sold me out for content on the WMHTs. <laughs> Incredible! Uh, yeah, you pull into like a local like um, what's the word? Urgent care. Uh and they, well, I think the clerk goes, you drove when you're feeling like this? And they have you fill out forms. <laughs> well, clearly, clearly I'm not in my right mind, right? Uh, f- uh, we probably shouldn't encourage that, but okay. Exactly. And, uh, does Cassius fill out their, his, like, real name when he does medical stuff? I think he does it as though he is Cassius Montgomery, <laughs> I think. I Very think good. as far as he's concerned, that is all they need to know. Okay. And you were eventually brought in for uh, a blood test. It's pretty quick. You are alone in the room for like a significant amount of time. Uh, because really all they do is they come in, they take a little bit of your blood, they ask you of like, have you eaten, have you drank, all that other stuff. Uh, and is there anything we need to know? Is there anything you tell them? Uh, you're probably gonna a lot of gotta find a lot of toxins in there, but just uh, ignore those and really try to find uh, any psychedelics. Most of the other kind of stuff is normal, but really, uh, you know, any, anything real bad. You know, I I I I, I partake on in things on occasion, but you know, in this case, let's let's focus on the serious stuff. There is a noticeable pained sigh, and they go, "Okay, they take your blood." And you are left alone for a little while. Just kind of sitting by yourself in the office. What do you do? Uh, I think uh, after a while, he's just going to start, like, almost as a habit, doing sort of, uh, not cold read stuff, but like, uh, what's the other, the hot reading, whatever. <laughs> he's going to basically just sort of absentmindedly uh, fidget around the room looking for information that he could potentially use. Um, but I think that's just sort of like more out of habit than out of like an active wish to grift these people. Okay. 
Uh, then if, if he's not genuinely looking for anything, then I think you don't have to roll anything. Uh, it's just, it's, there's nothing crazy going on here. Uh, this mm. is just people who are doing their job. And eventually they, uh, come back. Uh, one of the nurses comes in and says, uh, I don't actually know in real life how fast blood tests come back. So I'm going <laughs> to say it happens in the span of an hour. Sure. Sure. <laughs> In this uh, vague time period that maybe in our future slash past. Who knows? Technology <laughs> is magical. In this very hipstery time we live in. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they tell you that uh, your blood test came back okay. Uh, that uh, you don't seem to have ingested anything abnormal uh, aside from like we can tell that you have some you know nicotine in here and and uh, trace amounts of like alcohol from a while back, but uh, nothing too crazy. But they did say that your heart rate is jumping at unnatural paces. Like you sit resting for a little while, and then it just jumps to like 180 out of nowhere, and then spikes, then comes back down to a normal resting rate, and spikes up to like 180. Oh, uh, and 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 why why would it do that? Uh, well, we don't. No, uh, you don't, you don't have any previous heart conditions, do you? Uh, not to my knowledge, I'm not the most doctor, uh, you know, friendly, but, uh, to my knowledge, my husband, my ticker is, is, my ticker is quite nice. Okay, are yeah. you experiencing any sort of, this, then, in, if you are experiencing this, maybe, perhaps, it it is more a mental health care arena, if there is some sort of, uh, reason which maybe neurologically you are having some... Uh, paranoia or excitement, anything that might have caused some kind of adrenaline rush lately could could do that, yeah. But otherwise, you seem uh, healthy. You know, well, generally, for the American people. Our standards are quite low, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I don't, do you think it's a one-time thing, though? Like, I can just go back to my job and, like, uh, I'll be okay? Or, like, uh... I would monitor it, uh, maybe think about seeing if they're talking to uh, a neuropsychologist, something like that, uh, just in case this continues happening. If this happens again, I wouldn't drive. Uh, if you can, call an ambulance. It, what, and pay like $10,000 for you guys to tell me that I have to quote-unquote monitor it and maybe later go to a neurologist? Yeah, buddy, sure. I I do not charge you. I'm not the person that does that. I know. I know. I'm just saying. If 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 imagine had I paid the twelve thousand dollars for the ambulance and got here and you were just like, ah, I don't know. I sometimes when you go to the doctor, you're actually fine. Yeah, which is why I drove, just in case. <sighs> Take a taxi then. Okay. I can maybe do a taxi. We'll see. Anyway, uh, you have, uh, any, anything you, else, Doc, or I'm pretty much uh, A plus bill of health, and it was a fluke, and it'll never happen again. I, I can't tell you that it will never happen again. I don't Sounds think anybody like in any medical me. field. It's not what I'm telling you. I would, like I said, monitor your lifestyle, and if there's anything that has changed recently, or uh, anything that you have stopped doing that you used to do, see if that maybe has an effect on you. Monitor that. Well, I haven't drank in a while. Do you think I should pick that back up? No. If it's been a while, then I think it wouldn't be that that I mean, a like new occurrence here. Three hours or so. Oh well, then don't 
Yeah, don't do that. Look, just try to stay... You, you have to know what general healthy behavior is. Try to stick to that. Sure. I'll, I'll do my best, Doc. But uh, if this ever happens again, you know, you did promise me it wouldn't, so... I did not do that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out now. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you, you head out. They charge you like $60 uh, for, for that. Probably uh, more. Here is the uh, billing address of my talent agency, which is, uh, uh, I'm going to mark this as a business expense. Because it was trauma induced by uh, the show. Okay. Well, is someone's paying regardless. I don't work, know. Right? Sure. <laughs> I barely know how insurance works. <laughs> Anyways, you go outside. And you uh, get in your car. Where do you go? Um, I think he's probably going to try to call his like producer director from the road. As he's mm-hmm. like probably driving generally back in the direction of either his hotel or the parking lot where they have like their little RV parked or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think he's just going to call the producer and be like uh, Cassius, where the fuck you go? Oh, uh, uh, well, okay, look. Uh, they, they, my heart rate's all over the place. I've got adrenaline and, 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 and all that stuff. The doctor said I was... Adrenaline. Yeah, lots of adrenaline, of course, and through my body, like I was being chased by a bear or something. And so the doctor said it was more adrenaline than he's ever seen in his life. It was an inhuman amount of adrenaline. And Gosh, it's so full of shit. Yes, I am. But I was scared and I left, okay? That doll fucking sucked. And you know what? This season was boring as hell, and we needed like a witch, like a Blair Witch type thing where, you know, something to spice that up mid- mid-season. That's all. Can you tell me that this was an act? Yes. Then why did why? What's with the heart rate thing? What are you talking about? What's the adrenaline? Well, about? how was I supposed? I couldn't know that you weren't recording this. I was trying to do the bit. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm Romy, totally manipulate a person to not get fired. I'm totally fine. <laughs> that is eight. Uh, eight. Uh, they'll do it, but only if you do something God. for them right now to show you mean it, which is very hard over the phone. Um, look, I'm on my way back right now. Uh, I'm on my way back, and tonight we can film some pickups of us doing an investigation of uh, a creepy house and say that that's where the doll was from, and we can do backstory and stuff and make it the whole event of the season. All right. We'll make up for it. We'll get the B roll. We'll get over. We'll get. We'll get it back on track, and you know this will be a special event. Uh, the night so of the you doll. Have, you, you do have to do something. Does Cassius actually go through with this plan? Yeah. Okay. okay. He's he's then. as long as he doesn't once again start hallucinating halfway through or some shit. I think he's like he's he's gonna do it. Then I have some bad news for you. Uh, you <laughs> uh, they find just a house. Like they find a house. Like they do like their cursory research and find a house where uh, no one has lived for a long while. Someone has said once on, like, a, a not Yelp review that this place was haunted once. And the writing team is really fast with churning out this fake stuff. Uh, <laughs> and they, they start getting ready to go into this house. And uh, the camera is on you rolling. What do you say? All right. We have uh, just come upon the mansion, uh, which, which I have come to know 
as the Dolls Mansion. This is the place which I have traced their aura back to. Now it's important to see the origins of the energy that we experienced today and see if perhaps we can cut it off at the source to uh, uh, destroy the haunting of that doll which may come to hurt others. So we must enter this house and investigate until we find the source of the haunting and put a stop to it. No one responds because this is not us calling a response show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they go in. They offer to let you hold the camera if you want to do a more of like a um, like a Blair Witch confessional. Type. Yeah, exactly. If if you feel like that would sell the bit more, uh, I think he's going to try to sell it like he's like a news anchor type mm-hmm. who's like in front of the camera, kind of always walking backwards. For sure. Uh. You start walking through the house. You don't know how they got the key for it. Uh, <laughs> and it is like a really standard house. This is like, it's got like beige walls. It, the furnishings that were left behind by the owner who didn't want to pay to have them removed. Um, but otherwise is largely unfurnished. This place seems really, really mild. It's dark in here. There's no power going here. So they do have to use flashlights which does admittedly amp up the creepiness. What are you kind of saying as you're going through this house? Uh, I think he's just bluffing his way through, like, the history of this doll of, like, this is its tragic story, and you can see here where uh, it got those burn marks, you know, and when little Tina left her on the stove and she accidentally lit the kitchen on fire and killed her grandma, you know what I mean? Like, all the tragic stuff of, like, the blood-stained past. Um of how, like, uh, I can feel the imprints of the negative energy and stuff like that. Uh, but we haven't quite found the source, and we've never quite found the source of it. But we continue to unravel, kind of thing. Okay, okay. Uh, tell you what, give me a manipulated person, and this is more for your, for your producer to still not fire you. Fair enough. Uh, 11. 11, you're safe, yeah. Uh, you can see your producers like walking with you, and they've been like glaring daggers at you this whole time. And I think at this point, they're like kind of being like, okay, okay, we got something here. This seems like good material. Great, 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 great. Uh, and you guys, and you keep heading uh, around, and you start heading up the stairs, and the stairs are uh, like creaky as all hell. Uh, now that you've like kind of had some time to like investigate the place a little further, you kind of have a vibe for how to sell this as being creepier. You step harder on the mm. steps so that it's louder. You put your hands on the rail and pull gently so you can hear creaking and cracking around the house. And uh, as you head up the stairs, uh, you look into like the bathroom. You tell whatever story it is that you're trying to tell. And uh, as you start walking backwards into the uh, master bedroom, the uh, camera person behind you, uh, you hear them say, holy shit. Uh, I'm going to like look behind me into the, into the room. Resting against the pillow in the master bedroom, there's still a bed there. Resting against the pillow is the doll. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's very now, funny, you guys. Very funny. Uh, can we cut? Can we cut? And cut uh, uh, very... Uh, how did you, you? How did you get the doll? Where did you get the, it? The camera person is staring blankly. I, we did. They look behind. The producer goes, "We didn't." I thought we thought you did this. I didn't, I never touched that fucking doll again. How did? 
Wait, you guys can't seriously without. Okay, all right. So earlier you did something. You must have done some like light trick or some kind of theater magic or something. I get it. You like fucked with my heart and shit. I get that. It's very funny. It was very funny and it was good content. I get it. But like, this is come on. Roll me investigative mystery. Uh, four and two plus one is seven. All right, you can hold one. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And they're just staring around. They, the whole what place is, being is silent. Concealed here, I guess. I feel uh, like he thinks that they're lying to him, so he's trying to sure. figure out what the concealed thing is. Uh, you've been a grifter for some time. You've spoken, you've known these staff for a little while, and a lot of them are pretty earnest. They all kind of are, not earnest, but like, they understand the grift. They are pretty low energy about it. They just kind of play along all the time. And the, the worst part of this whole thing is, is that you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, after talking to them, after looking at their faces, they didn't do this. She's just here. By whatever stroke of luck or destiny, she was waiting for you. She's here. And somehow you know her name is Gert. So you're telling me that no one got Gert. I mean, no one got her. No nope. one brought her here. Got what? I'm sorry. What was that word? Uh, no, no one got her. No one, no one found her and brought her here. That's what you're telling me. I think yeah. he's gonna like have one hand on like put his fingers to his pulse to be like is, is this like a thing <laughs> is it happening yeah. again no, no we didn't uh, we we didn't tell anyone that we were coming here uh, we didn't try to do any press releases or anything like that we, that's really weird maybe there's another one or something maybe she, uh, I think wow. I'm gonna like go to the window and like look out and see if I can see that lady maybe I think he's like trying to see if she followed them here maybe no one's there Um, well, yeah, uh, you know what? I mean, this is great. This is a great weird experience. We can go ahead and keep rolling on this. Everyone turn the cameras back on. Turn the cameras back on. Uh, rolling. Um, I think he's going to be like, uh, so we have, um, found our way into the, uh, room where all of this, uh, started and, and, and we just, we, uh, we just got here and. The doll is already here. Um, I don't know how this happened, people, but clearly some dark magic is at play here. Um, I'm, I'm sensing a name. I'm sensing. I'm sensing uh, a G name. I'm sensing Gert. I'm sensing Gert, and I think he's gonna look at her and say Gert and see if anything happens. You stare dead into her eyes. I see you. No, 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 no. I think he's just gonna, like, sprint out of the room and be like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is bullshit. I do not get paid enough for this. This is some nonsense. And, 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 and okay, this is clearly gone too far. Uh, Cassius, where are you going? Uh, and the, the rest of the ta the staff were like younger and uh, not as as interested in keeping their jobs. Like, what the fuck? And they they run out after you. You're like, wait, what's going on? Look, look, um, uh, look. I know this is like 
funny or whatever or something. I don't know what's going on. If this is a prank or or, or what, but this is not funny. Okay, this is this, <laughs> this is uh, this is taking it too far. Your this assistant is a show. This a... is nothing. This is this can't, is can't, Mr. Montgomery. Mr. Montgomery, we have we're not we didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Nothing happened. You. What are you talking? You just looked at it and ran. Something wrong is is going on. Cassius, it's a doll. Come on. How did it get here then? Huh? How did know. the same maybe, exact maybe... doll that we saw earlier today show up here? Look, it, yeah, it's weird, but maybe I don't know. Maybe someone leaked something. Did anyone leak anything? There's like a no one shakes their head or anything. There's look. There's a, there's a logical explanation for this. Come on, you know that you can't be like. You can't run a show like we do and not think people are up to stuff. Yeah, and if someone's up to something on the set, I don't want to be around here. I don't know what else they've put here. Okay, first thing it's a doll. Maybe they have a booby trap. So maybe there's a bear trap in there. I don't want to. I don't want to snake around in somewhere where someone else has been planting stuff for us. Okay, if you want me to continue the show, you find me a different fucking mansion to work at. One without that freaking doll, and one without whoever, whichever stalker put it there, or whatever happened. I I just don't want to. I'm not going back in there. They, uh, the producer has finally come outside and is like pinching their nose. Fine. Fine, have it your way. Alright, everyone wrap up. In your trucks, we're going somewhere else. I guess we're not going to air this episode. Fine, 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 fine. Look. Cassius, if maybe dolls ain't your thing, we can vet them out of the show. If there's something weird going on with you and dolls and what have you. That's fine. You gotta tell us, okay? We'll we'll make sure no one brings on any dolls next time, okay? It's not dolls in general. It's that fucking doll. It's that one. It's whoever it is that is dealing with that who brought it on the show, who put it there, okay? I don't like people programming for me. I'm a, I'm I'm one of the producers here too. I think I I'm pretty sure I put it in my contract. I have yeah, not yeah. checked, but uh uh I I I am a part of the process that puts these shows together, okay? I don't want some rando off of the street putting putting oh, there could be a razor blade in that doll. You know what I mean? I'm not there could I, be a razor blade in that doll. I, you want me to touch it and all of a sudden there's a syringe and I'm I'm addicted to heroin or something? Look, I just I don't know why the, the doll would be that specific. I anything could have a syringe in it. Look, I don't know. I just know that we we did this segment and that doll is here and it shouldn't be. Look, gosh, that's okay. I would, we don't want to lose you. I get you're scared. I'm so, I'm sorry that we're trying to. I'm push not this scared. On you. I'm not. I'm 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 I'm. I am. I'm not scared. Okay. Okay. Fine. You're not scared. Then then let's just move on. Okay. That seems. Can we I've move learned on? Learned caution. Sure. That's fine. Can we move on? Can we just, let's get out of here and let's do the next thing? Because we have to make up for this episode now. Fine, fine. Okay, everyone. Roll out. And uh, you're insensitive. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I get where they're coming from. Uh, producer just walks out uh, and, and heads into their uh, their car and everyone starts to get ready to drive away. People are setting, uh, putting away their camera stuff. What is, what's going through your mind? Uh, I think it's just like some something is rotten in Denmark. Something is not right here. Uh, I think he's probably like, I either have to go back to the doctor or see whatever neurologist or whatever he was talking about, or like, uh, just get out of here. This is this place is bad, and and I don't trust the people here. Very cool. Uh, what is? Can you give me a little? What's Cassius's final thoughts as we close out this this section here? 
Um, I think the his his basic thought at this point is uh, that he doesn't want to see this doll ever again, and that if that he will basically do whatever it takes to never have to deal with whatever that feeling was when he looked in its eyes. You see Cassius turn on his car and start to drive off to head back to the clinic. And we see that image from the window. We see from the story up above, the second floor, from the window, sitting in the windowsill, is Gert, patiently waiting. She doesn't move or anything. It doesn't look like she's directly looking at you. She's just sitting casually, contented, by the window, soaking up the uh, the last bits of sunlight before the day begins to close out to darkness. And we see Cassius drive off. 